This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God. We've been on a series on prayer. And um, how many people know there's power in prayer? And I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's half our walk, glory to God. It may be more than half our walk. I know the Word of God is, 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 is you know, one half of it, and prayer should be the other half of it. Amen? And so we, we've been going in a series of the power of prayer. And, uh, you know, I've been giving you a lot of different examples on how to pray and different types of prayer that you can do. And I was thinking that there's another side of prayer that I didn't hit on. And, uh, and that side is, uh, uh, you know, it's more than just us talking to God. You know, prayer is more than just us talking to God. Amen. It's, it's not, you know, it's not a, a monologue. It's a dialogue. Is that right? It's a dialogue. Amen. <laughs> and uh, it's not just one way. And uh, a lot of times we enter prayer and we uh, enter prayer in more in, in a, in a one-way sense and we pray but then we uh, bolt. We say our prayers. But a, a lot of times, I don't think, I think sometimes we pray and we know, we may know what to pray. But I think the hardest thing in prayer is to wait. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? How many people have a hard time waiting out here? How many people in here uh, have patience of Job? How many Job people in here? I mean, you got the patience of Job in here. In other words, you can outlast any circumstance. Have, anybody ever lose your, you ever lose your patience out here? Man, I, I'm talking to the right carnal group this morning. Amen. Amen. We can lose our patience. And so what, what, what I think in prayer, we need to develop this. Uh, uh, it's, you know, prayer is a process. It's more than just us giving God a to-do list and asking God for a bunch of things, it's really we need to learn to wait in God's presence because God wants to speak to us. Amen. Amen. Look at your name and say, God wants to speak to you. Amen. God wants to speak to you. Amen. I was thinking about that. You know, you know, he gave us a relationship through, you know, Jesus gave us a relationship with Father God. And, you know, the devil, he, he doesn't want you to communicate with God. Amen. You know, the devil hates Christians communicating with God. Amen. And what did he do? He was so jealous of Adam and Eve. Because why? Because, because in the cool of the day, they would walk with God and talk with God. Yes, yes. I'm going to say this. A lot of times, you know, I say this sometimes when I'm preaching, I said the most important thing you can get from God is direction. And that's true. And we want direction in our life. But God wants to do more and wants to communicate more to us than just tell us what to do. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? I mean, I mean, sometimes we think, oh, my gosh. And I think the reason why some of us don't get too close to God, because we're afraid that he's going to tell us to do something we don't want to do. OK, I'm I'm preaching today. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Some people are afraid to get close to God. But God wants a relationship. Why? Because they are afraid that God's going to tell you to go to Africa and witness and go out to some remote country. And amen. And some of us are afraid to even get close to God. 
Amen. And we don't want to be afraid to get close to God. We want, we, 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 we need to know this, that God, you know, I, I really believe this, that God wants to communicate. He wants to have sweet fellowship with us. Just think about this, that uh, I think it was Enoch and he walked with God. And the Bible said that, that he walked with God for 300 years and then God took him. What did he do? They, they had such sweet fellowship with one another. God had to have them in heaven. Think about that. We need to talk to God. Prayer is more than just giving our prayer needs. We need to talk to him. How, you know, when you get up in the morning and the, and the sun is shining through the window, you need to just thank God. Thank, thank you, Lord. This is a beautiful morning. You need to start. You need to, you need to just get God. You need to have God conversations. In other words, you need to be talking to God. Now, maybe not out loud in front of people at the store or anything like that, because, you know, you might you might look a little off. Amen. But you need to be talking to God and you need to be communicating with God because he hears you and he he wants to communicate with you this morning. And and so I I think that that God wants to communicate. One of the reasons why he wants to communicate to us. Yes, he wants to reveal his love to us. But, you know, he communicated with Enoch. And of course, Enoch was taken. But um, the next person that he communicated with in the Bible was Noah. What, why did he communicate with Noah? He wanted to reveal some things to come. Amen. He wanted to protect Noah and his family. And God wants us, when he speaks to us, sometimes he wants to talk to us. And he wants to let us know some things to bring protection into us. How many people want some protection in your life? I, I want to make sure if I'm going the wrong way or if there's something that's coming down the road, I want to know about I, I like to get, you know, prepared. That's another reason why God talks to you. He wants to prepare you. I like to be prepared. I like God letting me know something before something happens. I don't like to be caught off guard. How many people like to be caught off guard in here? Amen. I remember that when I was, we were in another building and uh, the, I just felt in my heart that things weren't going right. And I said, we need to start looking for another building. And the very next day, the, the, uh, the, the, the landlord called and said, you got 90 days to get out. And I thought he heard my sermon. You know, and because we were trying to get some things done around the building, we, try, we were trying to light it up and do some things with our own money, trying to upgrade. And he just was kind of being standoffish. And I'm like, what is wrong with this guy? We're, we're trying we're trying to help this this guy out. And he said, you got 90 days. Amen. So sometimes we, God is leading in some area in our lives and he may not specifically tell us, but we have an inward knowing and an inward witness. And he leads us. That's the number one way he leads us, by the way, through an inward witness. Don't look. Don't look for voices because the devil can accommodate you in voices. But God can speak to you and he can reveal. Has God ever spoken to anybody in here? Have you, you, you heard now, maybe not an audible voice, but that still small voice. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And God can speak to you in a still small voice. I, I remember that um, one time that, uh, that uh, well, actually when Yin was pregnant, she, she was using her faith and she said, we're going to have a boy. And, she's, and she was standing in faith that our first child was going to be a boy. And so I was kind of, you know, I, was, I wasn't really in prayer seeking anything. But the Lord spoke to me. And the Lord said, it's going to be a girl. 
And I, I was like, what? I, I, I knew it was God. You know, when God speaks to you, you know it's God. Amen. It was like, this is God. Yeah, I mean, it was clear. It was crystal clear. And I, what, what God wanted to do was prepare Yin. I, I was okay with a boy or a girl. I wasn't like, you know. But Yin, in her mind's eye, she wanted a boy. And God wanted to prepare Yin. Amen? You know what? God doesn't want you disappointed. Amen. He wants to prepare you. And I'm, I'm so glad because Christina, you know, at that time, Yin was working a job and I had, I had to be Mr. Mom at home. Amen. And, and girls are a little bit easier, I think. Now, I don't know, you may beg the differ. You may, you know, as, as baby, she's a little, she was a little bit more easier than the boys. Boys have a lot of energy. Girls are a little bit more laid back. Uh, well, my girl was. Amen. Some of you ladies out here are pretty wild, I guess. I got some wild ladies out here. Amen. But, uh, but, 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 but I said to Yen, I said, Yen, God spoke to me and it's going to be a girl. She said, no, my faith will stand the test. My faith will stand the test. She wasn't taking it. Has God ever tried to speak to you and you just didn't want to receive it? Have you ever, God ever wanted to tell you something and you just didn't want to hear it? You know, before my dad went to heaven, the Lord revealed to, to Yen that uh, about three weeks prior that dad wasn't going to be here much longer. She didn't tell me that. <laughs> I wish she did. But she, she thought it was just a passing thought. But every week she would come in and she would look at dad and that thought would come. He's not going to be here much longer. Wow. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? God was preparing. I didn't know about it. I wish she wish hadn't told me because we would have been praying. But she would say, no, he's going to live to 100 years old. You know, she was standing, you know, but every time God was saying, he's not going to. Why? God wants to reveal some truth to you. God doesn't want you to be caught off guard. He doesn't want you in the dark. The reason why we're Christians is because we have a relationship with God. We should know things that the world doesn't know. We should have a walk with God that God is talking to us and revealing truth to us. And people say, how do you know? Because you have a relationship with the God of this universe and he, he knows your future better than you know your past. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? So we need, when we get in prayer, we need to get into a place where we can hear from God. And I think sometimes uh, that... Um, you know, if we're not, I, I believe you have to have, you have to develop your ear to hear from God. Amen. And, you know, there's, you know, there's a specific, you know, uh, plan of God in our lives. There's a, a specific word of God. And then there, there's the general word. And, and, and the general word is, is, is the Bible. Uh, it's, it's called logos. And then the specific word is, is rhema. It's called a spoken word. And, 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 we have logos in here. This tells you what, how we need to live our life. Amen. It's a general word of God. But then you have the specifics. And those are times where we need a specific word from God. And if we're not developing ourselves in just the general word of God by getting into the word on a daily basis, then I think when we come to God, when we need a specific word, it may be kind of difficult. Amen. Are you listening or have you gone home? So I, I want to develop myself 
to where I will have the sensitivity, amen, to, to, to hear from God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, so why, is it, why is it that we don't have, you know, why, why is it that we don't have a hearing ear? What, what can keep us from having a hearing ear? Let's look at Matthew chapter 13. We're going to look at something here. We're going to look at the parable of the, the, the soils this morning. Or you could say the parable of, of the seed. Either way, you want to go. And this is Jesus, and he's talking about, you know, really our heart issues. And, he, and in, in Matthew 13, uh, he's, he's preaching and he says in verse 4, as uh, he says, or verse 3, he says, Behold, a sower went out to sow. Now this is talking about the word of God. And we're talking about, you know, hearing the word of God today. Amen. <coughs> and he says, as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside and the birds came and devoured them. Some, some fell on the, sto- on the stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground. Somebody say good ground. ground. And it yielded a crop, some hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Praise God. Now, I want to be in that place. I want to be in a place where, where when God is revealing truth to me, that I can yield a crop of a hundredfold blessing from it. Amen? And we see here that, that, that there's increments, hundredfold, sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. Then he says this, he who has ears to hear. That's, I think that's the title of my sermon today. He that has ears to hear, let him hear, let him hear. Amen? And I think in another place, let them hear what the Spirit is saying. And so you have to have, you have to have an ear to hear God. You have to have an ear to hear God. And so here, in, 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 these, in this, he explains the, the parable. And he says that therefore, because uh, he, he speaks in a parable, he says, therefore, and, and let's look at verse 18. It says, therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom... And does not understand it, underline that, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what is sown in his heart. And th- this is he who receives seed by the wayside. So here the wayside, the, the seed doesn't really go into, into the soil. It's actually, uh, you could say it's hard ground. And uh, this, is, this is the reason why some of us aren't hearing from God is because we, I, 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 can, I, can I really preach it this morning? Uh, we, we, we have a hard heart. Okay. Our heart is hard. We, we, we allowed our heart to get calloused. We allowed our hearts to get hard. Uh, you know, um, the hardness of our hearts. Uh, the, the, the disciples you know, um, would see Jesus do miracles and he would do miracles. And then 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 a storm would come and 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 then they would, you know, they had some hardness of heart. They they weren't quick to believe at times and they would cry out in the storm when they know that Jesus can calm the storm. And so and so so we need to be very careful that that we're not allowing a hard heart to get into our system. How, how does that work, Pastor? How does a Christian uh, how, does, how does his heart become hard? Well, the Bible says the deceitfulness of sin will harden, harden the heart. 
the deceitfulness of sin. Sin will harden our hearts and keep us from hearing the right voice. Matter of fact, sin will open the door for the wrong voice to come in to our lives. And so we need to make, be very careful that we're not allowing sin in our equation because any amount of sin will cause our heart to get hardened and then it's going to be difficult for us to hear what God is saying. And I'm telling you, I want to hear what God is saying because God wants to, he wants to protect you when he talks to you. Amen. Amen. He wants to prosper you when he talks to you. He wants to lead you and guide you. Have you ever prayed and asked God to help you find something and uh, maybe some clothes? You know, I was looking for some jeans one day and God, and, and God led me to TJ Maxx. Anybody ever been led to TJ Maxx? That's where you get the max for your dollar. All right, okay. But anyway, and I, I found the very, I was looking for a pair of jeans, and I found the very pair of jeans, and they fit perfectly. Amen. God wants to prosper you. He, he want, when he speaks to us, he wants to bring prosperity into our lives. And what it is, a lot of times, what he wants to do, he wants us to have a little adjustment. Somebody say adjustment. Sometimes I think the reason why we're not walking in the abundance that Jesus has for us, where we're, we're dealing with some, some you know, uh, some lack in our lives, is because we're not hearing from God and, and we're not fine-tuning. We all need to fine-tune at times. You know, you need to fine-tune your car. You know, your car doesn't always operate perfectly. You're going to have to change the oil and sometimes the spark plugs. And sometimes you're going to have to fine tune your vehicle. You know, we need to be fine tuned in our walk with God. And so we need to be very careful. If we haven't heard from God, has, has your heart grown hard? Now, it may not just be, be sin. It just may, you just may be indifferent. You may just, you may just, you know, you're not, your heart, you may not be as fired up for God. You know, you may have lost your first love. Okay, it's quiet in this Methodist church today. Amen. You need to get fired up for God so, so, so we can have a, a, a hard heart. Then he, then he says here, but he who receives seed on the stony places, this is he... Um, yeah, okay. He who receives seed in the stony places, he hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Now, these people received the word, yet he had no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when the tribulation and persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. So this is talking about people that, that the word comes into their life. And they receive it immediately and they are excited about the kingdom of God. They're excited about, you know, what God has done for them. Amen. But it says here that, that, that you know, things come in. Tribulation and persecution comes in. You know, I believe that that's us as a believer. We're standing on some promises and, and, and we're not seeing those promises. They don't seem to be working in our lives. You know, we're not, we're not seeing God answer our prayers and, and, and we, get, we, get, we get disappointed. 
We, we get disappointed with the situation and we've been praying and we, 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 hey, we haven't seen the change yet. And we're wondering what's wrong, what's going on. And, and, and we, get dis, we get disillusioned. We get di- Anybody ever been there? I've been there. I'm, have you ever felt like quitting? I know none of you have ever felt like quitting. You guys are too strong. You guys are oaks in the spirit. You guys don't. You guys aren't quitters. You ne- that never even came across your mind. Have you ever felt like quitting? Yes. Have you ever felt like saying it's not worth it? Have you ever felt like just taking a vacation from God? Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? And you might be thinking about that this morning. Glory to God. Amen. And, and, and so what, what, what we, 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 we get, we get offended with God. Because, and, and the offense is really, it's based on a disappointed or unmet expectations. Have you ever had an unmet expectation? You had an expectation. You, you thought that, 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 that once you got saved, all your problems were going to go away, that you're going to float through, through this life on uh, beds uh, of flowery ease, amen, that you weren't going to ever have a problem again. You bought, you bought the idea that it's going to be heaven every day. And then you realize there's, there's real life and that there's a devil out here that wants to steal, kill, and destroy your life. And you find out that when you start trying to walk, get close to God, there, there's, there's, you know, you got the Holy Spirit and you got God that wants to draw you. But you got the devil that wants to t- take you away from God. He wants, to, he, wants to, he wants to throw some monkey wrenches into the works. He, he, he wants to cause some problems. He comes immediately to try to steal that word that's being sown. He'll, you know, it, it's because of the word's sake that the devil comes. Amen. And it says that they get offended. Do we have an offended heart? We, we may have a hard heart, but are we offended with some things of God? You, you say, well, Pastor, no, are you? Because, you know, it, 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 it can come out of being indifferent towards the things of God. You're not praying like you said. Well, I've been praying. I haven't seen anything. I'm not praying anymore. Is anybody, I'm talking to anybody today. Uh, why pray when nothing's happening? Well, one thing you, need, you might need to do, and I didn't hit on this, but, you know, you don't pray. You don't keep asking God for the same thing over and over again. Uh, you know, if you're petitioning him for something specific, you can do it when you're, you know, I talked about this before. Jesus talks about this before when he talked to the disciples about the Lord's Prayer. Right before that, he said, don't use vain repetitions like the heathens. In other words, we don't need to be praying over and over the same thing and petitioning God. God, you know, I, I'm believing you for this. And, you know, uh, but if you're if you're if you're interceding for somebody, you can get some scriptures. Thank God and believe that God's moving on that situation. Amen. And so and so what we need to do is some of us, the reason why we're frustrated in a prayer life, because because we may be praying wrong. Sometimes you just need to bind the devil in that situation. Sometimes you just need to take authority and bind the enemy. It's called uh, binding and loosing. And we, uh, whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Binding and loosing. We need to bind the devil and loose our angels. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And so we don't want to get offended. 
Sometimes praying for the same thing over and over again will, will build a place of doubt and unbelief in your heart. That's why we really need to go from petitioning to praising. I'm preaching today. We need to go from a place where we're asking to a place where we're thanking. I remember listening. Man, are you ready for this story? This, this lady was a missionary, and she caught some kind of rare disease in the jungle, and she was dying, and she kept praying, God, please heal me. God, please heal me. You know, positionally, you're already healed. And God, please heal me, because it's not just a promise. It's a fact in the mind of God, because you were healed 2,000 years ago. God, please heal me. God, please heal me. And then she had a vision, and, the, and, the, and she had a vision of an angel, and the angel had two scales, and she had the petitions were like heavy, and the thanksgiving was light. And, and the angel said, when your thanksgiving evens out to your petitions, you will be healed. Some of us aren't thanking God enough. Some of us are not praising God enough. Some of us are not, are you listening to me or have you gone home? Some, some of us are not giving God the praise and the thanks that he deserves. I'm, I'm getting excited in here. I'm telling you, we need to start praising and thanking God. What, what, what did Paul and Silas do in the inner prison? Paul said to Silas, you got us in trouble. We were in the wrong city. God is cursing us. Paul didn't say that to Silas. Silas didn't say that to Paul. They didn't grumble with each other. Some of them, we, we, you must have missed it, Paul. You, you, this was the wrong city. God's supposed to be prospering us. And they got thrown and they were preaching the gospel, doing something right. Can somebody say persecution? persecution. You know, persecution will come when you're doing what's right. Amen. See, if you're, not, if you're not dealing with any persecution, you might be doing nothing right. Okay. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? If you're not, can I say that again? If you're not dealing with any persecution in your life, you might not be doing anything right. Okay. I don't get any amens in there. But what I'm saying is, if you're not bumping heads with the devil, you're probably walking in stride with him. Okay. Somebody say, oh me, oh oh my. So what is the enemy trying to do? He's trying to get us offended. If he, a hard heart, offended heart. Well, let's continue to, to see what else. Amen. And, and what he says that, that uh, when tribulation and persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Another place that the believer uh, says is, is that he's offended or that he falls away or that he quits. Oh, you listen to what I'm saying to you. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't continue. Listen, you've got to continue in the faith. I'm not one of these preachers that say, you're, you're, you're once saved, always saved, and you don't have to do nothing else. No, you've got to keep believing. You've got to keep believing. You've got to believe that Jesus is your Lord, and you've got to keep confessing him as your Lord. Keep thanking him as your Lord. You, you, you start believing more in Buddha than Jesus. I don't know where you're at in God. And you start believing Muhammad's better than Jesus. And maybe that religion is where you should go to. Then, you know, you deny Christ. The Bible says he'll deny you. Amen. What? Did the Bible actually say that? Yes. It does say that. Yes. Wow. It actually says you deny. Say, I'm not denying Christ. 
You know, some people won't even deny, you know, some people even in the old days, they were, they were cut in two. They were, they, were, they, they were killed by lions. They would not deny Christ over death. They loved their lives not unto the death. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And people today, they're just allowing stupid doctrine from other religions to sway them away from God. Amen. Say, I'm not going to be swayed away. Amen. So it said, these people fall away. I thought the three soils, they all kind of bite the dust. But this third soil, you know, I, I think that that's a Christian. There remains a Christian, but walks in no fruit. Amen. And let, let's, let's listen. Let's look at this. It says, but um, let's see here. But he who receives seed, verse 23, but he who receives seed, Oh, I'm sorry, verse 22. Now, he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke out the word and it becomes unfruitful in his life. So, so I'm talking about hearing from God. I'm talking about that God wants to speak to us. I'm talking about that we, there are some areas in our life or our hearts there, there we could have some heart problems and if we have heart problems, we're going to have a difficulty hearing from God. And I'm talking about that, you know, you could have a hard heart this morning or you could have an offended heart this morning. And here, you know, here, what happened was that the, everything else started crowding in to their heart. In other words, you know, they, they started looking at other things. They got more involved in hobbies and uh, their, their, their job became their idol and, and vacations became bigger to them than God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And, and what happens, it crowded out the word of God and it kept people from hearing the word of God. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? In other words, we can be taking too many vacations. Okay, nobody wants to hear that message, Pastor. You're not even hit. In other words, you don't want to take a vacation from God, even if you're on vacation. In other words, even if I'm on vacation and it's on a weekend, I like to try to find a church to go to. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Have you gone home? So, so, So we need to be very careful that other things don't come in. And I think this is the reason why a lot of us, you know, a lot of us, we're not hearing from God because we're just too busy. Somebody say, oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? We're just too big. We're allowing the busyness of life. That's why we get in and we do our microwave prayer and we pray for five minutes and we, we, we pray that prayer, the Jabez prayer, and then we're out. And we're in and out. But we, but we need to learn to, to wait on the presence of God. We got, we got to prepare, we got to prepare ourselves for God. You got to prepare yourself to hear from God. How would you like it if we had church today and there was no ushers at the doors and opening the doors for you and, and there was no greeters giving you a bulletin and, and there was no, you know, sound people and we set up here for you guys. Amen. Amen. And then, and, then you, and then I came up here, and I, I just like, we're just going to be led by the Lord today. I'm not, I'm just, I don't know, I'll just open the Bible to somewhere. We'll just preach something. No, man, I, I prepare for this service. At least 15 minutes before the service starts. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying? And we, you know what? Really, church is, should be a lot like our, our, our time that we spend to God. We spend with God. I'll tell you, we need to set an appointment with God. You need to set an appointment with God. Look at your neighbor and say, set an appointment with God. Well, what, do you, what do you do when you set an appointment with a person? You set a time, a date, and a place. You need to set an appointment with God. Some people, some, you used, maybe you heard somebody say, you need to date the Lord. Have a date with the Lord. Has anybody ever heard that before? No, I haven't heard that before, Pastor. Hey, you, you, need, you need to set an appointment with God. I'm going to give you the time to set, okay? Amen. You need to set an appointment with God. I really believe this. Now, the time really would be, be the time that would be your best I heard one person say it that way. But I believe the best time to set with God is, is in the morning. Amen. I believe that. Now, you may say, I'm not at my best in the morning. Who is? <laughs> my God. Who is at their best in the morning? I wake up, man, just gri- gripey and grouchy. I, I, I got to get up and start praising God because I got an attitude in the morning. Anybody ever, ever had an attitude in the morning? Do I got any people that wake up with an attitude? Because the devil's been trying to deal, you know, the devil likes to work at night. He works in the darkness and he tries to keep you up at night. Has the devil ever kept you up at night? Have you ever tossed and turned all night? And then you wake up grouchy, right? And you wake up, oh man. And so, 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 so the devil will try to to work against you in the morning and so, so what do we need to do? We need, we need to set an appointment, that, and that appointment should be in the morning. In Psalms 143.8, says, Let the morning bring me a word of your unfailing love. Psalms 143.8. For I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. Psalms 90.14, Satisfy us in the morning with your loyal love, that we will shout for joy and be happy all our days. Psalms 5.3, this is one of my favorites. In the morning, O Lord, hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my needs in front of you and I wait. Think about that. In the morning. Why in the morning? Well, because, you know, that whole day, the enemy's going to try to do something. He's going to try to get you in the flesh. Have you ever not met with God in the morning and in the afternoon you met with the devil? Because you're going to have an appointment with one or the other. You're going to either have an appointment with God or you got an appointment with the devil in the afternoon. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Because the devil's going to make sure that, you, that he's going to run into you that day. And he's going to try to get you upset with somebody in, in, in the, uh, you know, in that mobile parking lot out there. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Somebody that's cutting you off. Somebody, you know, he's going to get you upset. I hit the curb the other day, knocked my tires out, you know. Praise the Lord. Anybody ever hit the curb hard? I didn't, and Yin said, what happened? I said, I'm, I missed it, man. <laughs> now i got air leaking out of my tire. Praise the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. I, I put air in it yesterday. And, you know, I, it was funny. It was the back tire, and, and I hit the curb. And this place over here, you know, they, they, uh, it's um, discount tires. Have you ever been over there? Discount tires over here on Holland? And they will fill the air in all your tires free. They have a guy that does it all day long. 
So you can go over there. That's free today. I'm not going to charge you for that. So if you need your tires filled, they got a guy that actually puts air in your tires. He will check and see how much, you know, he opened the door because I was trying to figure out how much air needs to go into my tires. And there's a little sticker in the inside of your door. I don't know if you know that, but it will tell you where the air is. I just found that out yesterday. That's how bright pastor you got going for you. If I don't have God, are you listening? He opened the door. He says, that's it. I was trying to Google. How much air do I supposed to put in my tire? He opened up right there, 35 pounds of pressure. I'm like, oh, okay. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? I didn't know that. So I'm, I'm, I'm helping some people today. Amen. Did you guys know that? Amen. Did you know that it actually tells you your air? I thought I had to go to the manual for that. And so I, he, put, he said, I'm going to put 36 pounds of pressure in it. You're going to be good. I'm going to do it all the way around. And, um, and so this morning I woke up and started the car. And it says, your air is low on one of your tires. Thank God. See, the enemy is going to come and he's going to try to rattle or chain. He's going to try to rattle or cage in the afternoon. If you don't set an appointment with God in the morning, I guarantee you, you will have an appointment with the devil in the afternoon. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, so what we need to do is set an appointment. I think the time should be in the morning. But if you work a night job, then, then go to sleep. And if the afternoon is your morning, make that your, your time. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So set an appointment. I believe uh, that the date should be daily. The Bible says, you know, give me this day my daily bread in the prayer. You know, I, I believe daily bread is more than just our sustenance. I believe it's a word from God. Give me this day my daily word. Give me a fresh word from you, God. Give me something that will sustain me for the day. I, I need a God word. I need a rhema word to, to, to walk this life. Because, because the enemy's trying to steal, kill, and to destroy. Are you listening to me? So, so we, we, need to, we need to set the appointment. Number two, what we need to do is uh, to, to hear and prepare ourselves to hear from God. We, we, in prayer, we need to be still and worship. I would believe the first things that we should do in prayer before you start praying and even before you start reading the word, I think you need to start worshiping. I think you need to set yourself. That's what we do in this service. We worship God. We have worship songs. Why? Because we want to set the atmosphere for God to speak. I want God speaking to me. I want God revealing some truth to me. I want God correcting me. No, amen. Correction. Yeah, I want correction in my life. I, 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 if I'm doing something wrong, I want God revealing that to me. Amen. Why? Because he's trying to set you in a place of prosperity. He's trying to set you in a place of blessing. He's trying to set you in a place where you're living this abundant, overflowing life. Are you listening to me? We need, a, we need to be still and worship God. Psalms 46.10 says, be still and know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted on the earth. That, it, it's a combination of being still and worshiping God. In Exodus, it says in 14.13, And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of of the Lord. I'm telling you, you've dealt with some problems in your life. Some of you might need to stand still and worship 
God. And you need to hear a word, a rainbow word from God. Are you listening to me today? And Moses, when God gave him this direction, that's when, the, that's when the whole Egyptian army was at their backs and they were at the Red Sea. And he said, stand still. And then God gave him a word. What do you have? He had a staff. He said, stretch it over. And he split the Red Sea. What do we have? We have, we have the word of God and we stretch it over our problems and it splits our problems and destroys our problems. Do you believe that today? Amen. God will give us a rhema word in the time that we need it. Are you listening to me? In 2 Chronicles 27, 2017, three armies was against Israel at this time, at Judah. And, um, and, and they, they fasted and prayed. And the word of the Lord came. I love it when the word of the Lord comes. And it says here, you will not, this is 2 Chronicles 20, 17, you will not need to fight in this battle. I want to hear that. You will not position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. Think about that. We We just need to stand still in the presence of God, and he will whisper his sweet whispers to us and reveal some truth and put us into another place. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be walking in the natural. I want to walk in the supernatural. I don't want a natural life. I don't want to live like an average Christian. I want to live with a, like a Christian that's above average. I want to walk in miracles. I want to walk in the blessings. I want to see God move. Not just for myself. I want to get a word for somebody else. I remember I had some ministers came to me and Yin one time. I don't know why they came to us, but they did. They were, they were, they were pastoring the church, but they wanted some advice. And, you know, I didn't know, you know, they were just telling us all the problems they were having with their church. And, uh, and so, you know, we were just listening. And then I said, well, let's pray. I didn't know what to say to them at all. And the Lord gave me a word. And what the Lord gave, the word that he gave, I said, the Lord gave me a word. And then she said, what's the word? And I said, the word is complaining. Huh? You're complaining. That's the word the Lord gave. Oh, yeah, we're complaining. Okay. Oh, got it. Huh. They, they didn't even, they didn't, they didn't, it was a week-long convention, and, they, and we didn't see them the rest of the week. But they sent us a letter, and they said they received that word, and they changed their heart attitude, and they started praising instead of complaining, and they started worshiping God, and God supernaturally turned it all around. Or some of you complaining, or some of you griping and complaining about the circumstances and the situations in your life. You know what? The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul was talking about the Israelites in the wilderness. He said those that complain, he put that in with sexual sins. Oh, my Lord Jesus. And sexual sins is like bad. If that's bad, somebody say sexual sins are bad. They're bad. Complaining is right there with it. I read that. I was like, wow. First Corinthians, check it out. First Corinthians chapter 10. He was, it was a warning. It was a warning to us. And he said those, in the, the, the Israelites that complained and griped and moaned in the wilderness, they were destroyed of the destroyer. 
Well, pastor, we're new covenant Christians today. We can't be destroyed or destroyed. You better check again. We're maybe new covenant Christians, but you start complaining. What you're doing is you're opening the door for the devil to come in. See, praise and worship and thanksgiving, you know, it, it strengthens and blesses God. It strengthens your walk with God. But when you complain and you murmur and you gripe, it strengthens your relationship with the devil. Are you listening to me? Have you gone home? Are you listening to me? You might be complaining right now. It's taking way too long. Time to close this thing down. How long can you milk this message? Glory to God. Amen. And so, and so what happened? When, when, when in, in this, in 2 Chronicles uh, 20, I'm not going to read this, but in 2 Chronicles 20, it said that God told them to sing the, send the singers out when they were marching towards the three armies that were coming to get them. He said, send the singers out towards those armies and start worshiping God. And the Bible said, as the singers, instead of the soldiers went forth, the singers went forth. The Bible said that God uh, sent, there was three armies, sent confusion into that camp, and they started fighting one another, and they killed each other, and they all were killed. And by the time the Israelite army got there, there wasn't a man or a, a living Everyone was dead. All there was was plunder. It took them three days to pick it up. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Lord. Think about that. We need to start praising the Lord a little bit more. Are you listening to me? And then in Acts 13, 2, it says that as the the people of God, you know, uh, Paul and some of the people, as they ministered to the Lord Lord, uh, and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, now separate me. Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. So sometimes you might need a fast. Oh, pastor, did you go there? You mean, yeah, because fasting will quiet your flesh down. And if you're not hearing from God, you might need a fast a meal, a two. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Get into a place where you need to get quiet with God. I, I, you know, if, if, you're, if you're depressed and you're dealing with oppression, you're dealing with these things, you might need a fast. Now, the word of God will knock it out, but you need a fast to unhook from the natural and hook in to the supernatural. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And they fasted and prayed and ministered to the Lord. The, the third key here, we need, to, uh, we need to pray and read the word. After you worship God in your appointment time, which is daily, now you pray and read the word. Psalms 119.47, And I will delight myself in your commandments, which I love. My hands also I will lift up to your commandments, which I love. And I will meditate on your statues. Amen? So, so this, is, this is number three. We need to pray and read the word. I like to quote the promises of God in my prayer time. I like to quote whatever I'm dealing with. Maybe I'm dealing with some fear. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Maybe I'm dealing with some financial lack. My God should supply. I will start speaking the word, and, and, and then maybe, I was, maybe I'm dealing with fear too. Uh, again, or, or doubt, and I, I will start confessing, I trust you, Lord. I trust in you with all my heart. I lean not on my own understanding. Sometimes you just need to confess the word. Amen. Confess the promises of God. Pray and read the word. Confess the word. Praise the promises, I say. And the fourth key, listen and write. This is, this is good. 
you know, get a notebook. I know this is new for some of you. Get a notebook. Get a prayer notebook and write down your prayers. Write down the promises. Write down what you're believing God for. Then be ready if God speaks to you to write it down. Because if you're not expecting God to speak to you, if you don't have a pen and a piece of paper, then I don't know if God's going to talk to you. Maybe God may want to reveal something to you. Be ready, just like you're in church today and some of you have pens and you're writing down whatever God is illuminating to you in this message, you write it down. It's something about writing things down that makes it indelible. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Get a a notebook, listen and write. Wait upon the Lord. Psalms 45, 1 says, My heart bursts its banks, spilling beauty and goodness. I pour out in a poem to the king, shaping the rivers, river into words. That's the message. It's a little bit more flowery. Amen. That's the message. It, it says, it, the psalmist was saying that, 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 that God speaks to him as he writes. Amen. First Chronicles, this is David. 28, 19, all this, talking about the temple, said David, the Lord made me to understand in writing by his hand upon me and all the works of these plans. David actually was able to write out the plans of the temple. He wanted to build the temple for God, but God said he was, you know, he had too much blood on his hands. He was a warrior, and God wanted, you know, his son to Solomon to build the temple, but, but God gave him the plans. And as he was writing, supernaturally, God moved on him to write out all the plans. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? God may want to move on your heart to write some things out. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Write the plan and make it, write the vision and make it plain. Habakkuk 2 2. So get a notebook, amen? Write the promises of God. Write down what you're believing God for. Write, write down what you believe God is saying to you. Write down what you believe God is saying to you in the word that, you know, as you read some word. Praise God. Write it down and put it on your, on, your, on your prayer notebook. And then every day have a journal and write it down. And then you will be developing and you'll be uh, in a place where you can clearly hear from God. Did you get something out of this today? Amen. I believe you're going to do that. Say, I'm setting an appointment. Say, I'm setting some time. Say, I'm setting a place. And, you know, I didn't hit on this, but that place you should set should be a place where, where you and God are in a place where, you, where you're not, not going to be interrupted. Amen. You can't be watching TV and praying at the same time. <laughs> are you listening? You can't have your phone going off and be in a meeting with God and then, well, oh, excuse me, God, I got a phone call here. You know what I'm saying? God should be more important to you than any relationship that you have outside of God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we honor you today and we thank you for your mercies, for your goodness and for your love. And I thank you, Father God, that we're coming to a place in our lives where we're hearing your voice. And we thank you, Father God, that you're helping us to be in that place and to overcome any heart issues that we might have. Perhaps you're here today, maybe you're watching online. And you're in a place right now where you don't know where God is. You don't know where you stand with God. Well, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. You may not have another opportunity to receive Christ. So this is your time. And I want to pray a simple prayer with you if you're watching online or even here in, in the audience. And you want to either come back to God or, or you want God in your life. Just say this after me. Dear God, I believe Jesus you died on the cross.
for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. I repent of all sins. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.